Anthony Bellino, all joining you. Thank you for joining us, no matter who you are, where you are, how you may be listening all across the great state of Michigan and in Northwest Ohio as well. From Traverse City down to the Glass City, GR to the Motor City, we say good morning to you. We welcome you. We thank you. We appreciate you. And of course, we encourage you. Join the program at any time. You can text the keyword sports radio, send that to 21,000 sports radio to 21000. Meyer Supercenter guest line 248 for on Twitter at XB Mornings, Facebook X's and Bros. And of course, good morning to our television audience as well. BCSN on Buckeye Broadband and streaming live on our YouTube page at Michigan Sports Network. At a.com to that to find our website, xbmornings at gmail.com is our fan feedback email inbox. And you can find us all on Twitter. Danny Cahalen is a Dan in the studio. Ryan Elke is a Ryan L underscore key. And I'm Anthony Bellino at AC Bellino. Gentlemen, good morning to both of you. Happy, happy birthday, Mr. Cahalen. Did not realize it was your birthday this weekend. So congratulations. Another trip around the sun. Thank you. Thank you. Now, now completed. How many years of life? 33? Third, 32. 32 years of life. Why won't you just be older? I keep. I had you at 35. I'm old. I've, I'm feeling real old. Trust me. 32. That's it. 32. Wow. Man. Does it feel like uh, as you reflect back on 32 years of life? Does it feel like you've accomplished all that you've wanted to accomplish, or do you feel like it's like, oh, my God, I might be running out of time here? Uh, I think I'm right on pace. I don't think uh, – I feel like I still have a long life to live. So, yeah, I don't – I don't. I think I'm right on track of where I would like to be. See, I, I – I, my last birthday, I was like, wow, yeah, I don't – you're running out of time. I mean, I feel <laughs> – like crap today let me tell you but i'm are fine. you sick uh i don't tired. know are you sick and tired you michael I, jordan finals sick Ooh, wow we got a flu game going on i yeah i don't i don't know i just know the, the real version not the media version well you drank no, too much last no night. <laughs> i didn't i yesterday i didn't saturday yes but i don't know i just woke up at 2 a.m and was puking that wasn't fun oh wow yeah Oh, that's aggressive. Well, uh, a good image for a uh, good image for the listeners this morning at six oh five. Hopefully, you feel better. Um, oh, I feel fine now. But oh, that's good. That's I'm just good. tired. Yeah, it's a that's an early early morning. I'm sure. You know, look, a lot of weather. I don't. I I did not understand and do not understand the celebration a week before St. Patrick's Day. I don't know why we just don't celebrate on St. Patrick's Day. Um, well, it's a parade. Why not just do the parade around the seventeenth? Like you do it. The we they day. do it the Sunday before every year because because St. Patrick's Day is on is on a Friday. You want do you want the entire Detroit Police Department out there on a Friday closing down Michigan Avenue? Like well, it's a work I mean, day. People are at work. That's why they do it on a Sunday. Right. So why not do the why not do the parade on like the Saturday? following st patrick's day i don't uh, they could you know this year it falls on a friday so i bet there you know it doesn't always fall on a friday well no so i mean just it, to me it's it's interesting we do it like a week early uh i couldn't understand you dye the river green 
uh, so that all the fish can be tripped out for a for a couple days in Chicago. Never understood that. Don't understand why it takes place a week before. Uh, St. Practice Day is what they call it. That, that's new to me. 35 years of life. I've never heard that before. Uh, but St. Practice Day is a thing. And people were celebrating in full force. So it is a, uh, yeah, it's, it was interesting to say the least. Uh, the amount of uh, videos and whatnot that I that I received this uh, this weekend uh, from you know people who had gone uh, out and about during the day, all decked out in all of their green. Even though St. Patrick's Day isn't until uh, this coming Friday, so pretty uh, pretty interesting there. Uh, we got a uh, uh, Mr. Elkie. How are you this morning? How was your weekend? You get all moved in, everything all squared away. Yeah, everything's squared away on that front. Um, yeah, son, my son's. I think final basketball game, well, final regular season game. So, which that can come to an end soon. Some of the kids we have, it's just mm. the parents need to need to teach their kids some things. And this is not even bas nothing's basketball related. Oh wow, some life skills. Is yeah, what you're referring to really. Yeah, and they, some they parents just... just need to learn more self control as well. A parent yeah, coming up to me in the fourth quarter. I need to talk to my son. It's like, well, you have what? eight minutes. What uh, What happened? Is there, is there nothing? Is thing is, his son was perfectly fine. He's like, my son's getting a little too agitated out there. It's like, okay, well, he comes out in three minutes because we sub at five and he's done for the game. You You can wait eight minutes. Wow, like, that's annoying. Yeah, it's like yeah. you. Like your your son's doing okay. That that's a good question. Like, sir, did you play sports as a kid? Can you imagine your parents like coming over to you to talk to you in the middle of a game? Unheard of. Yeah. Unheard of. Yeah, that's it's always the it's always the parents, the kids you can normally handle, uh, but the parents are, you know, it's it's everything else that surrounds youth sports that really makes you not want to do it, which right. is unfortunate. Because well, then it's a, part uh, of the reason why I don't want to coach my son's teams because I want my son to learn the skills of listening to other adults. Mm. It's like he can hear enough from me. Like I think he needs the skill of taking direction from other people. This yeah, age. that's a good call. That's a that's a good call right there because that's something that. Uh, you know, sometimes some parents just get stuck too. Like it's really not, you know, it's not their fault. It's just there's nobody there to coach. Like there's nobody there to do it. And you know, sometimes the parents just gotta gotta be involved. But and they would much rather uh, not be involved because of all the politics that comes along with it. Like if your kid's actually good, you're gonna hear about it. If your kid's bad, you're gonna hear about it. And at the end of the day, it, it's not gonna be the same experience for uh, the kid if you know dad's the coach it's just the way that uh it's just the way that it is so it's a um it's quite quite a quinky dink you find yourself in i say i think my son enjoyed it let's say i know i know he'll listen to me and that's the reason why i don't don't want to coach him all the time it's like just because it's like you need to you know life is taking directions from other people that you're not familiar with and learning from that so Ain't that the truth? Yeah. Well, I give him that, you know, learn that skill young, but I was thrown in this year, which is fine. I mean, I do like coaching, but it's more of, you know, I look at it from that aspect. 
Ryan Izzo, um, like, do you feel now that Tom should hire you to put on his staff? No. Do you see basketball differently now? No, I still see it the same. Oh, okay. Eyes up, learn to pass the ball, communicate. The same fundamentals of basketball that have been there for 100 years. Move the ball and move without it. All right, we're going to step aside. When we return, very, very busy weekend. Obviously, we're going to get into all the March Madness stuff. Uh, what Michigan, Michigan State, the Pacers uh, did the Pistons a favor. Uh, plus, the Red Wings against the Bruins. A goodbye message or thank you message to Tyler Bertuzzi. We'll talk about that next year. X's and Bros, Michigan Sports Network. Spring is here, and that means only one thing for us Tigers fans. Baseball season is upon us, and opening day is just a few weeks away. Hi, this is Matt Shepard, here to tell you about an amazing offer from my friends at Soaring Eagle Casino. Soaring Eagle Casino, in conjunction with the Michigan Sports Network, is going to send one lucky winner and a guest to Tigers opening day. And if that's not enough, Eagle Sports and Casino is going to double down for you. How about two opening days? That's right, opening day home and away. You'll see the Tigers open the season against the Rays in sunny, warm Tampa, Florida, and then you'll be there for the Tigers' home opener in Detroit one week later. Plus, you'll be hosted by my friend Bill Simonson of The Huge Show, and you'll get to meet and greet yours truly. All you need to do is enter and text the word TIGERS to 21000. Enter the word TIGERS and text the number 21000, and you could be on your way to see the Tigers play in both the season and home openers. Opening day, home and away, presented by my friends at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Go get them. Play ball. Huge here for my good friend Tom Rosenbach. Now he's a managing partner at Bean Garter. They are one of America's top accounting and business firms, and they're stronger than ever before with their new partnership with Dorn Mayhew from the east side of Michigan. If you're a small business, big business, and you're looking for the professionals who can help your business on any tax or business need you have, go to beangarter.com. That is B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R.com. And we're close to March Madness, so be looking for our huge bracket challenge where you could win big cash, courtesy of Tom Rosenbach and his team from Bean Garter. We'll have more details in the coming weeks. But if you're a business decision maker or owner and you're looking for professionals to help your business, Contact Tom Rosenbach and his team at Bean Garter. B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R dot com. Share your thoughts all morning long on the Meyer Guest Line. Call 248-951-2176. That's 248-951-2176. Now, back to Danny, Ryan, and A.B. Welcome back here to X's and Bros. Michigan Sports Network. Very, very exciting times here uh, for us on the Michigan Sports Network. If you heard that, uh, finally we can we can talk about it out loud to all of you. If you uh, heard that in the last break, Matt Shepard's dulcet tones uh, discussing the uh, Detroit Tigers home and away giveaway. Uh, same way as always, keyword is Tigers. Text the word 21,000. Uh, 21000 is the number. Text the word Tigers to that phone number. That will get you entered to win. Must be 21 years of age and older to enter. But yes, we are doing... 
uh, opening day giveaway for both the Tigers opener on the road in Tampa. Uh, so this uh, this package comes included with round-trip airfare, two tickets to the game, plus hotel accommodations uh, for the Tigers uh, opener of the 2023 season. Then you also get two tickets to the home opener uh, in Detroit as well. So uh, for the baseball fan in your life, now's a good time. Text the keyword Tigers to 21,000. And that will get you, uh, you'll get the, uh, the confirmation text that will come in. It'll say, hey, are you 21? And you say yes. And then it's like, click this link for more information. All right, uh, the Red Wings taking on the Bruins over the weekend for not one, uh, but two games. And this was a this was interesting. Uh, the, the Bruins became the fastest team to reach 50 wins in NHL history. They did that on Saturday night. They beat the Detroit Red Wings 3-2. to two. 50th win of the season, fastest team to ever reach that milestone. Bruins needed only 64 games to reach 50 wins, which beat the record of 66 set by the 1995-96 Detroit Red Wings. It was eventually matched by the 2018-2019 Tampa Bay Lightning. Bruins could be the first team this season to clinch a playoff berth. They obviously will, depending uh, on what else, what else happened over the weekend. And look, this is uh, one of the greatest teams in NHL history. Uh, one of the greatest single-season efforts we've ever seen. Uh, so congratulations. I can't knock the Boston Bruins. They don't really, you know, Boston fan doesn't really need anything else. They're good. I've talked about this a lot. Like if you're a Boston fan that was born in the mid-'90s, you don't know anything but excellence. You haven't done anything but win everything all the time. And it's getting a little old. You guys have enough Super Bowls. You've got enough Stanley Cups. You've got enough NBA championships. The old Larry O'Brien. You have enough World Serieses. Like, let's just be done with Boston. But uh, the the Red Wings lost to them three to two on Saturday, and then yesterday beat them five to three. How about that? How about the Detroit Red Wings? Very competitive game. Looked really good uh, right from the jump. Very excited about that win. Good for them. Boy, they needed it. The game was on. Uh, TNT, which was, um, you know, it's always always interesting to see how the national broadcast does things. And uh, Dylan Larkin, you know, good for him. They were able to get a four-goal lead in the game. Like, that's awesome. Uh, they have won two out of three. So losing to the best team in NHL history, that's not bad. Uh, losing, you know, beating the Blackhawks, then going and turning around and beating uh, the Bruins. Like, I think that's that's pretty pretty good. So congratulations! They're up four nothing in the second period. Uh, the Bruins made it uh, made it a little sweaty, made a little sweaty there in the third. But five to three uh, was your was your final score and a good good game from the Detroit Red Wings. Like they showed uh, some some promise there. Yeah, Lalone. He context. said, uh, "I don't know if you saw or heard the comments." He was he was pretty fired up. Last, I don't know, maybe it was Friday after the loss, I think. He was like, we're not laying down for the rest of the season. We're going to have a talk. <laughs> and maybe maybe it worked. That sounds like something your parents would say. Um, when, when, they're, when they're angry at you. Like, hey, we're, we're not we're not going to behave this way. We're going to have a discussion like that. That's what that sounds like right there. Uh, that That's, you know, for for Derek Lalone and, you know, good for, uh, you know, good for him. They they can't afford to lay down. 
right? I mean, at this at this juncture of their lives, they really can't afford to lay down at all. Like, you don't have any choice if you're a professional hockey player. Uh, you don't get the the luxury or the option to sit back and go, I wonder how we're going to make our franchise better by drafting the guy, uh, you know, who who's, plays my position. Like, it just it just doesn't happen, right? We, we are not worried. We are not concerned uh, about uh, draft picks. If you are on that team, if you are the coach of that team and you get it handed down to you like, hey, this is who I want to start. This is who we want to play. This is who's going on to, uh, I don't know, the injured reserve. Okay, like, all right, we get it. We understand that's a call from up top. But if not, you're trying to win every game. You're never going to be able to convince me and tell me that professional athletes are out there purposely tanking for a pick of a guy that's going to take their spot. Management can do it. Management can manipulate that roster, but there, there's just no way that anybody, Larkin or Huso or whomever, is going to be able to go out there and play professional hockey and not do so at the highest of high levels. They, they just they don't they don't function like that. They would never function like that, and if you believe that, then I I don't know what to tell you. I really don't, because those players are not concerned. You know, Larkin maybe long term might be looking at it like, okay, you know, if we get a good pick, we could get a a good player. You think you know you think he's breaking down film of prospects? Doubt it. He might be one of the very few players that understands because he's going to be here for the long term. He's the captain. Everybody else, I mean, it kind of feels like your job might be up for grabs. All right, so they did the uh, the Bertuzzi thank you during the game, which I didn't. I wasn't sure when they were going to actually place that. Save it for a media timeout. Bert came out, skated around, uh, you know, gave a little gave a little wave. Um, okay, all right, nothing crazy. You know, not like a. Um, you know, I I tend to be a little bit harsher when it comes to guarding like the all-time greats like I don't believe in everybody making the hall of fame I think you can make the hall of really good I don't think you necessarily can you know is everybody a hall of famer just you know I, I just don't feel that way uh, I also don't feel like everybody should have their jersey retired right we talked about Pau Gasol uh, last week is he one of the greatest Lakers of all time well Kobe said and well yeah sure Kobe said that was his teammate that's his friend that's his guy you know what I mean? I'd retire Dan and Ryan's jerseys right now if I could. But it is what it is. Like, is he one of the greatest Lakers ever? Is he in the same conversation as Kobe? No. So, like, when it comes to Bertuzzi, I was okay. Do it during the game. Don't make it, like, overly. Don't do too much. You know, I didn't want some big video before the game where it was, like, you know, the, some three-minute saga and then have him come out with the lights off in a spotlight. Like you didn't do, like you didn't, we didn't accomplish anything while you were here. So for me, I was just, I was perfectly fine with just that little bit. Just coming out, just tap your stick and keep it moving, right? You, you didn't really do a whole lot for us. There was like this, uh, this question that was raised uh, by a buddy of mine who writes for a, uh, a newspaper. And he raised the question of, you know, what do you do? He referenced the Toledo Rockets a la the Buffalo Bills of the early 90s with all the success that the Rockets have had in the regular season. He's like, it's just like the Buffalo Bills. Like, and what do you remember the Bills for? You remember the Bills for what they didn't do, which was win the Super Bowl. Like, they didn't accomplish their main goal. He had brought that up uh, in a 
recent piece recapping the Mid-American Conference Tournament, right? And, it, you know, it, it makes sense. Like, what what is Tyler Bertuzzi's era or tenure of the Detroit Red Wings? Uh, probably an era or tenure that we forget about. The same as Andre, uh, Andreas Anthony-Siu. It's the same as Anthony Mantha. Like, that core now, Mantha, Bertuzzi, double-A, like, they're, the only guy that's left there is Larkin. Like, that core didn't do anything. And, you know, factory reset once again with some of the deals that we made. Like, yeah, I mean, this is a, this is a little bit longer of a longer of a process, right? That's just where we're kind of stuck at. So, Wings win. They're back in action tomorrow night on the road at Nashville. 8 o'clock puck drop against the Predators. We'll step aside. More X's and bros after this. Talking a little March Madness next here on the Michigan Sports Network. Admire, you get more for your money every time you shop. Like right now, when you mix or match more than a thousand items across the store, you'll pay just one dollar each when you buy seven on items like extra large avocados, Campbell's condensed soup, Nor pasta and rice sides, and Body Armor Super Drink. Get them all for just one dollar when you buy seven or more. Plus, get the same low Meyer prices whether you shop in store, pick up, or have it delivered right to your door. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news Press releases and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan available for you 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive, boys and girls, high school sports, MHSAA.com. TV. That's MHSAA.TV. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. Get nothing but nets and win up to $15,000 cash. It's the $100,000 Hoop to Win. Every Saturday in March, 6 to 11 p.m. Shoot to win each week. And on March 25th, players compete for up to $15,000. The $100,000 Hoop to Win giveaway. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. City to the Glass City, GR to the Motor City. You're listening to X's and Bros on the Michigan Sports Network. For Danny Kaler, Ryan Elke, Anthony Bellino, all joining you. Thank you for joining us. Text the keyword Sports Radio. Send that to twenty one thousand Sports Radio to two one zero zero zero. Meyer Super Center guest line two four eight nine five one twenty one seventy six two four eight nine five one two one seven six. 
or you can uh, hit us up on Twitter at XB Mornings, Facebook X's and Bros. Drop some comments in on our YouTube stream. Uh, good morning, y'all. I'm the big 32 today, according to Alan on YouTube. Happy birthday, Alan. 32 years old. Oh, man. Your Shaq, your Shaq year, Shaq Orlando years. That's exciting. I remember being 32. Wow. Uh, Jawan Howard is on the hot seat next year. Michigan lost 11 games by one to six points and a 12th in overtime. Hit three more shots per game and win. Not a dancing team. That comes from Bruce on YouTube. Well, you know, Bruce, here's the deal. If you, if you lost 11 games by less than three possessions or less, because we'll just go by two pointers, you know, go by three pointers, two possessions or less. In a 12th in overtime, which, I mean, they lost back-to-back games in overtime. Um, so, anywho, if that's the case, let's do what, like, uh, let's think about it like this. Like, the Minnesota Vikings this past year, the Minnesota Vikings in 2023 are not going to be able to meet their, their win mark they did from 2022. Like, it's not going to happen. Uh, book it, write it down right now. On the 13th day of March, talking about the Minnesota Vikings here, they will not have as many wins as they had last year. Why is that? I believe, if I'm not mistaken, were they 11-0 and in one-possession games? Something crazy like that? In games decided by, like, you know, three or less, they were they were undefeated. It just, it, lucky, right? It's just fortunate. Good bounces, things go your way. It is what it is. If Michigan would have won all 11 of those games and that 12th one, all of those close games, which that's odd to think about in the game of basketball because there's always going to be close wins and close losses, but there are you know, two teams in the country, uh, one of which being the Toledo Rockets, the other team being Oral Roberts of all people. Oral Roberts is on a 17-game heater right now. They got a guy that's like 18 feet tall. Like they, The guy stood up. He looked like Gumby compared to like a bunch of ants. Like guy is huge. Uh, wait till you see him. Oral Bob, 17-game win streak. It's possible to win all your games. It's not going to happen in a conference like the Big Ten because obviously things are a little bit different in the Big Ten than they are. It's much more likely to happen at the mid-major level. That's why it's happened to teams like Toledo and Toledo, uh, teams like Oral Roberts because you're just, I mean, it just does, it's not going to happen. But if Michigan and Jawan Howard win those games, then we're not talking about a team that's 17 and 15, are we? A team that you know lost three on on the way out, are we? We're we're talking about a completely different, completely different ball club, where instead of you have the oh Jawan Howard's on the hot seat, had you won those games, then you'd be looking at like oh okay well, you know here's a team that could be a number one seed in the country based on that record, two points to Virginia, four points to Kentucky. Four points to North Carolina, two points to Central Michigan. That should tell you everything you need to know. That six-point loss to Michigan State, five points to Purdue. You got blown out uh, by Penn State, but you lost to Indiana by one, Wisconsin by five, Illinois by four, Indiana by two. I see what you're saying. You lost to Maryland by six. You had some really close losses. Uh, Iowa. Iowa was a, not a terribly, I mean, it's 93 to 84, so it's a nine-point game. So, you know, okay. 
But yeah, if you go back in time and say, well, if this would have happened and that would have happened, all I'm saying is if those games, if even half of those games of those one to two possession losses that they had, if half of those, including the most important one on that list probably, that dreadful, godforsaken loss against Central Michigan, if you have half of those games bounce in Michigan's favor, they're in the tournament. Here's the reality of the situation, though. They didn't. And a month and a half ago to two months ago, when on this very program, I had started to mention the NIT, and people were trying to slander me. They were coming after me. I can't believe you'd even talk about that. What do you mean? It was very real possibility then, because you don't lose to it. You don't lose to a team like Central, in my opinion, and get into the tournament. Like uh, the only way you can survive that loss is that if your entire roster was injured, right? If there was like some massive storyline there to where you know somebody had COVID and affected the whole team, what? Just make something up, and you know ankle injuries. Maybe there was, uh, maybe it was the flu bug going around. Everybody's, you know, vomiting before the game. Maybe vomiting on the court. Like there's just, there's no way you could survive that. In my opinion, it just wasn't going to, uh, wasn't going to happen, and it didn't happen, right? I mean, those close wins, they, I, I wish they would have happened, but no, no. I'm sorry. Like I have, I, I, I just, I can't, you have a team that beat the second worst team in the MAC by five that lost to the third worst team in the MAC by two and beat the fifth best team in the MAC in overtime. Like that's where the, that's where they're at. I mean, it's another mid-American conference game. Like you beat Eastern Michigan by five, you beat Ohio by four. And it took overtime, and you lost the Central. Like, I can't, you know, it's a fourth MAC matchup here uh, for the Michigan Wolverines. Now, I have gotten a lot of interesting comments about our friends at Blue by 90, Justin Rowan Company, like, oh, the Bolino Bowl is back. It's, you know, Michigan versus Toledo. People are like, oh, you're going to root for it. I, I always root for my employer. I'll just say it right now. I, I'm, you know what? The more games they win. That's, the, a, that's a good line. I, I, why would you not, right? The more games they win, the more games they host, the more games I work, the more money I make. That's how this works. Um, you know, we're, we are per-game employees. So the more games you work, the more money you make. I've been a per-game employee my entire life. You're like, what kind of contract did you sign with so-and-so? I haven't seen a piece of paperwork for that element of my job. I haven't seen a piece of paperwork ever. In my lifetime, you know, and it's just usually a phone call of like, hey, can you be here on this date? Like Michigan spring game coming up April 1st, right? That's, that's another event we're looking to, you don't, you don't get paid unless you work. So I'm, I'm rooting for my employer, the team that is hosting. If the other team were to win, there's probably some sort of possibility that they could actually, cause you know, in the NIT, you can, you, you can win your first round game on the road and come back home. Like, that's happened before. So that would be feasible as well. But I root for my employer. Um, I did find, and this is probably because I'm overly attached to uh, the head coach in the women's program, uh, Trisha Cullup. She's just, I I mean, I just, 
I love the lady. I did find that the women's game was actually surprisingly more difficult um, to work. But I don't, you know, to be honest with you, and it, I don't know if they were told ahead of time because some of the players, some of the players came out like they knew. Some of them didn't, right? I'll be interested to see, like, you know, if guys connect the dots, like put one, two and two together. Like, hey, wait a minute, aren't you the same? Like, yeah. Like, this is why when I miss your games, this is where I'm at. Um, so, the, yeah, Michigan NIT bound. It is what it is, man. You, you didn't you didn't do the job, and then you go to the Big Ten tournament and lay an absolute egg against Rutgers. Like they just, uh, I'm surprised. It looked like a lot of the fan base wanted to go the North Carolina route. North Carolina had uh, declined a, a an invitation to the NIT, uh, but Michigan losing 62 to 50 in that in that ball game of the Big Ten tournament, like that was just a that was just a mess. That was an absolute mess. Thank God for Hunter Dickinson. Uh, he gives you 24-7-2, and two, uh, but everybody else on the team was just a disaster. 50 points in a game. I, I mean, I had CYO teams that put up 50 points. Like, that was that was not good. That was not good at all. Also, speaking of not good, bruh, yo, Ryan, what in the hell happened to your Spartans? Or are we just, are we going to delete that and act like that didn't happen? Yeah, delete it. Okay. I wasn't sure. I'm like, you know what? I, I wouldn't be surprised if they were just like, nah, the hell with that game. They didn't, they didn't That's what it looked like the players were doing. I oh. mean, honestly. Bing bong. Malik Hall, nice, like, 0 for 7, one-point effort. A.J. Hogard, like, the team goes as he goes, and he just looked like he's like, I, I'm ready for the big tournaments. Like, dude, you're ready to look like Cancun the way you're playing. What were he and Izzo talking about on the sideline? I don't, probably, I, Izzo's probably saying, hey, you got to play basketball. He goes, ah, no, we have Sunday. It's like, no, <laughs> we, we start here. Yeah, I don't uh, – I was, I was very, very surprised by the final score of that basketball game. And then I thought to myself, I was like, look, if that was Michigan, I wouldn't say anything about it. I would act like it never even happened. I would just keep it moving. Well, yeah, because it happened, you know, Friday afternoon, and then Selection Sunday happened. And the fact that you brought that up was just, yeah, I think just rude on your part. <laughs> I wasn't sure. I was like, do we do we talk about it? Because it did happen. It, I mean. Like, Michigan got bounced out, and then all of a sudden, it was like, boom, Michigan State's gone too. And it's like, wow. That's, yeah, uh, and with the terrible. way it happened, I was just, at that point, I was just like, Ohio State, just win the thing now and get in. Mm. Like, if you're going to win this many games. Like, make the tournament committee sweat on Sunday afternoon of, like, oh, it's Penn State versus Ohio State. We know Penn State's in, but we have to have bracket number two in case Ohio State wins this whole thing and screws everything up. Nice little run there from the bug eyes. But, I mean, Purdue, uh, we knew it all season. Purdue, best team in the league. Um, they have the player of the year. Uh, on their team in Zach Eady, just too big. He just beat up Penn State. Proud of Penn State. Proud of the way Penn State played. Uh, Penn State did not do anything this season where you're like, oh wow, like you know. I mean, they had a a relatively good overall uh, record, and right. Uh, I mean, they're 22 and 13 overall. They had that four game stretch that they they just drop game after game, but they go on a little run, you know. And but they, they, they're, they, they're a fun team to watch. Jalen Pickett is, I think, was a second team All American. Like, just. The, beat my team by 20. And Not very fun to watch to me. No, but it's like they, they hit a bunch of threes, and Jalen Pickett just acts like 
he's a center. We'll back you down and then four shooters out and he'll just dish it to the open guy. And if we're going to bring up Big Ten basketball, we have to talk about Brad Underwood's comments. Ooh, yeah, go ahead. Just, uh, you know, Illinois is one of two Big Ten teams to make the field of 64 the last three seasons. Referring to him in Iowa, it's like, okay, this Purdue. Yeah. Going field to 64, because that way then you can eliminate Michigan State from that conversation because they had the first four game a couple years ago. Did they win that game? Which the first four first game? four one yeah no they lost to UCLA and overtime. UCLA okay so that's all right so that was here's, that game here's my question for UCLA and for that game right I would I don't know. I don't know really what to make of it um, when we have our we have this debate I see what Brad Underwood is doing right if you made the first four games. Like if you are I Iona, for example, you make the first four. Iona's not in the first four game. Right, right. But let's say okay. you are Iona. Let's say you're Toledo. Let's say Toledo. You make the the first four. You would hang a banner for that. Yeah, it's a tournament the appearance. NCAA tournament appearance because it, you are playing in the NCAA tournament. I did see a little conversation. Like, is the qualifier that you have to win to actually get into the field of sixty four? No, because you're technically still on the bracket. Like if I always defer to other other sports where like wrestling, they have like these in wrestling, we call them rat tail matches. Because you look at the bracket, it just looks like a little tail off of the bracket. You're in the bracket. You're just playing for you're just going for a certain seed in the bracket. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I look, I can, I could see why people would argue it because it's like, oh, well, the, you know, the, it, it was the NCAA, it's sixty four teams, it expanded, and here's these first four games, you're playing for an actual seed, like, oh, okay, it's gimmicky, but, then, but you're still in the tournament. I and I see your full, your full line of defense here. Look, the NCAA recognizes it too, and it, no quarrel for me. Um, they, Michigan yeah, State, some has Michigan made, fans are still hurt over that first four bid that Michigan State got whoa, whoa whoa I'm not saying you I just saw a lot of stuff on Twitter this weekend yeah I didn't I'm not see, saying you I didn't see I saw more from other Big Ten fan bases than from Michigan I thought our, I thought we were all like just this was just certain together. of like MSU fans you know responding to them so all I saw was those Michigan fans granted those state fans probably started it with the little you know poking of Michigan not making the tournament, so it was jabbing back and forth. Little little jab, little jab, jab, right hook. Yeah, little jibber jab. Oh well, look, I, it, it is. I saw it, uh, David Harns had tweeted this. There are only three teams with current double-digit NCAA tournament streaks, and only six teams with a streak of five or more. Everyone else is at four years or less. Here's your teams that are streaking right now in the NCAA tournament, and this is why last week. I tried to really hammer home the fact that if you are a Michigan State fan, like you need to be very, very grateful and very aware of what is taking place. And the, for the folks that think this is a bad year, like, dude, you've got the most dynamite recruiting class you've ever had coming in. Like, the grass is looking real green right now if you are a Michigan State fan. 
Here's your streakers. Kansas, 33 consecutive trips to the big dance. Michigan State, 25. Gonzaga, 24. Those are your only three double-digit NCAA tournament streaks. Your other three teams, Purdue with eight, Tennessee with five, and Houston with five. Those collectively are the only six teams with streaks of five or more consecutive years in the tournament. That's where we stand right now, folks. This is not... And, and Michigan lost. They didn't. They didn't get into the tournament. In and Michigan was up there. They were at six before. The COVID yesterday. year. It well, could have been the another. COVID one. year didn't count, like because I don't think actually Michigan was going to make it that year. We Maybe. were going to win the whole damn thing. Everybody was. That's yeah, the, everyone that's the fun the of the COVID year. Yeah, everyone. Everyone won that year, but but still, Michigan was at six, and they were in like fifth place. You think about like North Carolina, Michigan, Virginia Tech, Nova, right? There have been there there are some programs out there that have just you know they flopped this year. Yeah, North Carolina didn't make the tournament a couple of years ago. Throw the stat out there: first team ever to be a preseason number one and not make the big dance. That has never happened before. And that's why what why Michigan State fans, I think the last few years have been more appreciative of the streak because of how close it was to ending. But Tom Izzo, 25 straight years making the tournament is an NCAA record for one coach at one school. Simply incredible. Hour two is next. X's and bros, Michigan Sports Network.